Hello, my name is Tom Gunderson and today I'm visiting the Futuristic Mechaniker podcast. We're talking about the future of the offshore wind industry and about the experience of being a mechanical engineer in Norway. Getting to know what abroad engineers' challenges are always interesting and the conversation with you must be interesting and fascinating as well. So let me introduce what we are doing here. My name is Dvir Peer and welcome to the Futuristic Mechanical Podcast, where we speak about the mechanical aspect of the modern industry. Although the mechanical engineer's profession's image seems to be outdated, it is in fact rich with a lot of modern technologies. In each episode I will speak to an expert mechanical engineers, entrepreneurs, investors and academics being their sounding board with the goal of creating a space for this less spoken discipline in the modern tech industry, which is the mechanical engineers aspect. I will also share tips and tricks to help you boost your career and to enrich your knowledge with new trending ideas. So listening to this podcast keep you updated on the most recent trends in the mechanical engineering world for sure. Let's go. This is the Futuristic Mechaniker Podcast. What got you started with this position? Uh, well, I studied mechanical engineering in Norway, as, mm. as you know. <laughs> and, um, well, I finished school. And in Norway, especially in my area, the areas, the oil and gas industry is the main focus over there. So I started as a project engineer in a previous company in oil and gas industry. And then, and then I moved to another company and they are doing something else. So... But you're always working at the maritime sector, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, that's the main focus uh, of, for now, my industry, and yeah, and the the main industry also of Norway, I would say. Oh, that's cool. What makes you uh, feel inspired or like your best self? Um, for me, I would say being to be inspired. I get inspired by professional people, like seeing people at at their best, at their peaks. Like for instance, seeing athletes or seeing like a good engineer or a good uh, innovator that really makes me inspired like to see the best people in the world for instance Elon Musk I love seeing him it's like he's, he's my just, favorite exactly he's like he's like the god of of innovation so that's he really inspired that's those kind of people have you read the book of his biography by Ashley Vance no I haven't actually have you yeah yeah, yeah. it's a worth reading one Oof. all right so we mentioned the company you are working for. Can you tell me more about it and about their services? Yes, yeah, so we are actually a pretty small company, uh, part of a bigger corporation. The name is, uh, as you mentioned, NSG Maritime. We're about uh, 10 engineers. We're located in uh, Talanger, uh, Norway. And we are we started as a marine operations uh, company that does like mainly lifting operations and, and stuff like that in the marine industry. And like what does it mean? Like for instance, if you want to lift, let's say now we're in the wind industry, you want to lift one of the blades of, uh, uh, of that wind turbine. You want to lift it onto the boat that's going to transport it to the uh, area where it needs to be installed. 
So the boat is moving and you need to lift several, so you need to place it in the right place. So for that, it's a marine operation. For that, you need an engineer to calculate exactly where to put it. So that's the company started with, with that. And okay. now we're doing more um, kind of engineering in the, uh, the realm of projects. Oh, that's cool. You mentioned that your company works in the wind industry. Can you elaborate about it? Yes, so uh, our biggest client at the moment is called uh, Tenet. They are the biggest grid operator in, the, in Germany and in the Netherlands. They are supplying many millions of uh, Germans and Dutch people with electricity. And in the last years, they also started to work in the offshore wind industry and supplying electricity through wind turbines. Um, and we got some contracts uh, with them, but mainly on the platform itself, not on the wind turbine. But hopefully in the future, yeah, we're gonna do that as well. Yeah, for sure. We mentioned that you're a project engineer, and can you elaborate about it, uh, and about the project that you are working on nowadays? Yes. Um, our project at the moment is uh, towards uh, one of the platforms of Tenet. It's called uh, Dolvin Alpha, and that's the name of the platform. So this platform has um, many wind turbines connected to it. Where it is located? It's located in the German sector of the North Sea. Um, over there, there's, uh, like I said, many wind turbines connected to that grid and it's one cable goes into the uh, to the platform that's uh, the platform is a converter platform so the wind turbines they produce an ac uh, electricity and the platform converts it to to dc why because it's easier to transport direct current uh, yeah i guess all of us know about the current uh, war <laughs> so um yeah, so the platform is a high voltage converter platform. That's the name of the platform. So like I mentioned before, we work mainly on the platform itself. So this platform, the main issue at the moment is water ingress into the wall panel. So the, the platform is built, the outer platform at least is built like in a sandwich uh, form. That means that you have a wall panel you have insulation and then an inner wall panel uh, and water comes into the insulation and the insulation is pretty wet so we are at the what moment what problems does it create many many problems so first of all you get extra weight on the platform of course you have some safety factors of course as an engineer you have to have safety safety factors always but again that's a weight that you haven't calculated and Second is the corrosion that the water and the salts that are gathering in in the insulation and inside the panels It's eating up the the metal. So it's a pretty big problem. I, I would say uh, but we're Having some solutions at the moment. We're trying some some stuff um, So the solution that we came for now is that the connect the connecting part between the wall panels it's something that's covered it's called flashing and this flashing we're changing the material of the flashing itself because we saw that the flashing is not built optimally let's say so now we have some um, 
some from new material we, we make it and a new design and then we're doing some maintenance work and some uh, uh, surface protection on the wall itself so the corrosion will kind of stop it's a pretty it's not a new product but it's a in my opinion very good product it's called stupak it's it, it stops the corrosion let's say in that way yeah so that's what we're doing at the moment so we have planned this project for around eight months and now we're in the construction phase of it okay that's nice when it might end so we are planning at around um, eight offshore trips. So the plan is uh, in October to finish it, but we will see. I, hopefully before that, but we have some, um, some challenges. As you know, the offshore is offshore. So in our last trip that, we, that I just came, came from, we had pretty rough weather and when it's it wasn't the winter i guess no now it's not winter but it's like in between and the north sea as pretty windy that's why they have the wind turbines over there <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense right but um, it's pretty windy and the work itself it's on the wall outside of the platform so for that we need uh, climbers to do the rope access technicians that climb down to the wall and do the work and if it's very windy you cannot work and it's been pretty windy and pretty rainy the last two weeks that we've been there and we haven't got so much work but offshore is offshore and we'll we'll continue again in may so now we'll be traveling quite a lot to germany what is the power weight of this uh, platform it's around the uh, 800 uh, megawatts wow that's yeah. powerful yeah it's powerful it uh, supplies around 1 million germans with electricity year-round which it's a lot but when you come over there you see how many wind uh, turbines it is so it, it it takes up space let's say yeah how, how many wind turbines if i'm not mistaken it's around 180 for that wow one. yeah what yeah. is the area of this uh, site Oof, i have no idea but it's uh, it's big so when <laughs> you, you you need to take a helicopter to get there from it's the the city is called emden to the platform it's around 30 minutes so when you're in the helicopter you can see how how big it is so it's many many uh, wind turbines do you have a picture of them i have you, I shall, have. you shall send me yeah i will i will show you <laughs> so i can tell you an, about another project that we have i'm not working at at the moment but one the other project is for yeah go ahead it's uh, for the water system of the um, of the platform so every platform needs kind of a fire system that if something happens so now we're installing or renewing the um, the water system in that platform so but i'm not working in at the moment but we have other project engineers and other site managers that working at uh, for now you know i thought about it and you don't see often wind turbines in israel except in uh, it's in northern israel mm -hmm. uh, there are a few uh, fields of wind turbines but really uh, yeah yeah you, you should go there it's really nice place but uh, i just always wondered what are the components it's a good question and you know when i studied my bachelor i actually had one of my projects was to theoretically build uh, a, a wind turbine oh really so, yeah yeah so i is it common in norway to study those uh, topics yes and no it's more towards the uh, 
the oil and gas but now it's getting more and more with that green uh, with that green uh, green tech green yeah, technologies yeah exactly it, it's getting more and more popular let's say mm -hmm. but it's more towards the oil and gas we are going to talk about it later yeah. on but uh, keep going <laughs> yeah um so the components yeah you first of all you have the tower that gives uh, the height so you need that because in there's different heights of the tower depending on the wind and how where's the best wind best height so you need uh, the best flow of the wind where it's not as turbulent that you get from uh, measurements and and stuff like that you have to measure where is where's the best it's you cannot really calculate it you need to measure in that area that you need to put the, where you want to put the wind turbine secondly you have the uh, blades that you see it's nowadays it's only three blades that's the most efficient why i would send you to wikipedia that's why because it, it's it's actually very complicated but three is the most efficient the blades as i said they well i haven't mentioned sorry they come in different sizes and for instance in the Dolphin Alpha, the project that I work on in the wind farm there, the blades are around 50 meters, which is... It's pretty, pretty high. It's, yeah, pretty high yeah. it's pretty big, yeah, they're pretty big, but they're not the biggest. You can find now around 100 meters for one blade. Wow. So the diameter will be over 200 meters. Think of that. That's... That's huge. That's huge, yeah. That's, that's pretty huge. And after that, you have the box itself behind it that that moves so the blades they move a shaft that moves uh, a gearbox that is connected to the generator and the generator as you probably know and studied a little bit because all of us mechanical engineers we have a little bit of uh, electro background, yeah. yeah a little bit of background we're not uh, that's not our forte but we know a little bit so that shaft move it's a mechanical movement that generates electricity from you know uh, some electric magnetic field and stuff like that so and that generator is so you have a cable and that cable moves into the platform as far as they know the electricity prices in germany are really high maybe the highest uh, in the world so what causes this uh, high prices uh, well you have uh, energy crisis around the world right now uh, some of it is because of the war in in Ukraine but it's um, Germany and many European countries they're trying to go away from the fossil fuels and that causes a little bit of a shortage but another one is that Germany and many other countries they're going away from the nuclear power plants which are actually green energy but they're going away from that so it's a little bit of a shortage in the energy right now do you think wind energy might be the next generation of the energy i don't think that that will be the only energy uh, that we will consume but no and i'll explain why because especially in the offshore wind everything that goes offshore is very very expensive so immediately when you take it out in the sea it's expensive what reason <laughs> everything from the quality of the material it has to be in the, the highest quality because of the harsh environment you have the salt and the wind and rain 
so everything costs and then you need to transport everything that's why i think that the wind industry will be a big contributor of course to the energy supply of, of europe we will still need the fossil fuels but i think that's the uh nuclear power plants will need to be in place well that's why i think that's the main source of energy will not be uh, wind energy but it will be a big contributor to the energy consumption of europe um, but i think that will still be dependent on fossil fuels and we will unfortunately unfortunately yes but it is what it is and we will need those uh, nuclear power plants again i think it's very 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 efficient to work with them we have some trauma from different uh, accidents that we had but i think that we have grown from those a lot and i don't think that we will make those mistakes again we have some new technologies also in that uh, area one of the hottest technologies in in the wind turbines i uh, heard about is about the predictive maintenance a failure in a wind turbine is a catastrophe. Uh, there are a lot of films and, and shows uh, one of the blades disconnect from the, the shaft and this is really dangerous. Yeah, so of course, it's very, very dangerous. And like, like everything, it needs maintenance. And if you follow the maintenance, it will, it will hold for the rest of its life. But it needs maintenance, like, like everything. You, you probably know from every engineering part, you need maintenance. That, that, that just the name of the game. That's how it is, maintenance. You know, I studied at Ben Gurion University at uh, Beersheba, mm -hmm. and in each uh, university in Israel, it's very common to have a different specialization. So uh, most of them are, are related to the high-tech uh, sector, which... <laughs> We'll describe a lot of in this podcast, and yeah. we are going to talk a lot about it. In startup nation, of course, you yeah. have to. Yeah, uh, and I just wondered what is uh, the situation in Norway. So, in Norway, you have like here in Israel, you study all type of engineering's, and if you would ask like ten years ago, I would say that the most common or the most lucrative. Uh, engineering is the petroleum engineering to do a bachelor and master's in that because Norway as you know it's a very oil rich country and there is where the money is so people the, took that route and now the money and knowledge of course in, in Norway and the university I studied I studied in the University of Stavanger they specialize in oil and gas like you have many courses I as a mechanical engineer I had um, one of my courses my elective courses was drilling so then you s learn how to drill in the offshore especially so it's very everything is very related to to this area but I can feel that now more and more it's getting towards the high-tech and IT so a lot of programming cybersecurity and a lot of electrical engineering uh, parts and jobs are going into the market at the moment okay that's great one of the difference between uh, Norway and Israel, for instance, that you studied four years, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Yeah, four years degree. In, in Europe and in, also in Norway, you study three years engineering, which is a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, easier, I would say. It's but there's different focuses, as, as I mentioned before. Um, 
we have at the end of our study we have a very very big final project it's called a bachelor project which i know that you guys don't have you have a project but it's not as big as, as we do it it is it is actually in the first year uh, there is a really big project oh so you have the same the yeah we're, we are really focusing on, at it tell me about uh, some interesting courses that you take um the most interesting courses that that i had i can say were thermodynamics of course <laughs> fluid dynamics those are the most interesting but the hardest as well they are very very hard uh, i really enjoyed the uh, finite elements uh, which is very related both of them like thermodynamics and fluid and finite elements are very related to the work that we do day to day uh, that's why I, I really enjoy them and of course I enjoyed the drilling course which uh, I'm not working with it at the moment but it was very interesting to understand how that is a complete science behind how to drill down the earth and to get out this uh, this oil out or on gas I guess yeah both of them of course it's uh, just different types on how, how what you take out first and how you do it can you tell us about the uh, market employment uh, in Norway for mechanical engineers? Yeah, um, like I mentioned before, the market is mainly for the oil and gas. Of course, it's shifting now, but it's in the energy area, I would say. So a lot of piping work, mechanical engineers work with a lot with piping in Norway. Everything from design, analysis, all the support types of, uh, for, for the piping work. You have a lot at, at the uh, flow field or uh, thermodynamics both N not only that you need to design the the different piping systems for for instance for the platform so they design the pipe which type of pipe how big with the different uh, um, systems that work in there so that that's the mechanical engineer work you have the uh, HVAC and again there you also have the slow what is it HVAC HVAC the heating ventilation and air conditioning so that's pretty big in the uh, platform because you know many of the systems and many of the things that go around need to be at constant temperature mm -hmm. everything that we know that needs to be constant that makes the best results always so that's why you need a very good uh, hvac system so heating ventilation air conditioning so in that mechanical engineers work again design and work packaging uh, all of that I, I guess and the like frame and uh, the platform uh, design yeah kind of, that, that that of course is structure work. analysis and exactly you have a lot of structural analysis a lot of uh, uh, stuff like that so design cl the classic design of the components itself and the analysis that's like the, cl the classic work of a mechanical engineer I would say yeah well. yeah it's, it's classic for sure Let's come back to the uh, wind turbine industry. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, identify any trends or like new uh, or innovative uh, uh, innovations yeah, I actually, in that field? I actually read uh, a few days ago about bladeless wind turbine. Wow. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The same thing I reacted. It's like bladeless wind turbine. How does that work? Yeah, it's, it's like a Coca Cola without gases. <laughs> That's not good, but yeah, <laughs> it can work. <laughs> it still works, yeah. So that it, it works. How it works, I'm not so sure, but it looks very, very 
cool and very promising. I read a few places about it. I didn't quite understand yet, but it looks very, very interesting. You have also like different types of blades and different shapes and stuff like that, which is, it gives you a little bit more efficiency, but it's not, it's not technology breaking, you know, like the, in my opinion, the bladeless wind turbine, which it looks pretty, pretty cool. During your personal career or, or studying, did you have an unsuccessful event uh, in your uh, career studying? And what is the lesson you learned from it? Um, I can tell you a little bit about my, my studies. Like we talked before about that one of my best uh, courses were um, thermodynamics and fluid. I actually failed them once. Yeah, no, they're really difficult. Yeah, they're very <laughs> difficult. So that was very impactful on, on me. But on the second time I did them, I really, really enjoyed it. Because the first time I did them, I didn't really, really enjoy it. Because you, you, you know how it is when you study, it's you're just studying. But the second time I actually got into it and really, really enjoyed it. And I saw the benefit of it. and lesson I learned well study harder <laughs> yeah, no, that's no. A <laughs> yeah no 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 but I, I learned that to, to not give up because if you have a dream and it was my dream to, to study and to be an engineer it's to, to not give up and to really focus when you have something hard because life is hard and you need there are some obstacles and yeah we'll, we'll pass them if you really want it you really want it. That's the thing. How could our audience contact you? Um, they can contact me on LinkedIn. So just search uh, Tom uh, Gunderson and you will see project engineer and offshore site manager at NSG. So you'll, you'll see it's me. So Tom, thank you for uh, being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're always welcome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode useful for you, please share it with your friend and follow the Vilper and Tom Gunderson on LinkedIn. Subscribing to the Futuristic Mechanicure podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify or Apple Podcasts will keep you updated on the most recent trends in the mechanical engineering world for sure. So see you in two weeks in the Futuristic Mechanicure podcast.